Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the La Liga podcast brought to you by La Liga News UK and we have so much to cover this week it feels like Christmas and I'm not just saying that because it's snowing everywhere in the UK and in Spain. I'm Alex Hammond and I'm with Regan Walsh and we're going to begin with some reviews of the weekend's action and also we have some midweek action to talk about. The weekend's action began in Deportivo as Deportivo La Coruña welcomed Espanyol to the Abanca Rizal. There was many chances for both sides to score, with Fede Cartabella going the closest in the first half for the home side with his shot hitting the post. Next it was Florin and Don's chance to score but his shot went wide at the post. Just past the hour mark, the home side were awarded a penalty after Lucas Perez was brought down by Esteban Granero, but Perez had his penalty saved. And Duane had a header hit off the crossbar 13 minutes from time. A win for the home side could have moved them into touching distance out of getting out of the relegation zone, but ultimately the points were shared, leaving Deportivo 19th and Espanyol in 13th place. Saturday's action began with Celta Vigo hosting Ibar in a mid-table clash. Vigo had many chances to go in front and did so just before the hour mark through Iago Aspas. Ten minutes from time, the three points were sealed for Juan Carlos and Zui's men when Maximiliano Gomez scored following a first counter-attack and he latched onto Hugo Malus' pass to beat Marco Dimitrovic. Next saw Real Madrid host 16th place Alaves with Los Blancos hoping to continue their impressive start to 2018. Real Madrid took the lead just before half-time through Cristiano Ronaldo who turned some defenders before sending his shot to the bottom corner. The hosts doubled their lead after the breakthrough Welsh winger Gareth Bale after Alaves gave away the ball from kickoff. Bale streaked away on the left and slid his pass pass shot past Pacheo. Just after the hour, Mark Ronaldo made it 3-0 after ghosting into the box and he rifled his shot low past Pacheo. The fourth goal came from the penalty spot after Bale was clipped by LaGuardia, upstepped Karen Benzema to calmly f- finish past Pacheo to seal all three points for Zinedine Zidane's men. Laganas played host to Las Palmas at Batake, <coughs> and it was the home side that had the most chances to take the lead, but they couldn't find a way past Leandro Chichazola. In the second half, it was Las Palmas' turn to try and find a goal, but again, they failed to do so. The result leaves Laganas in 14th, whilst Las Palmas are a point away from safety, with only 13 games left this season. It was a historic game at the Camp Nou as Barcelona welcomed Girona to the ground for the very first time. The visitors took a surprising lead after just three minutes after a mix-up between defender Samuel Umtiti and goalkeeper Marco Andre Testegen allowed for Porto to take around the keeper and put his side in front. Minutes later, however, Lionel Messi's pass found Luis Suarez and the Uruguayan shot found the net. On the half-hour mark, Messi put Barca 2-1 up after dribbling past two defenders and firing the ball into the bottom corner. Seven minutes later, Messi scored again from a free kick, which he snuck under the wall and into the bottom corner. Just before half-time, Suarez got his second of the match after Messi's pass found Coutinho, who paid a simple pass for Suarez to tap in. Coutinho then got on the score sheet himself after turning a Girona defender. He took his shot outside the box and it went into the far corner. Suarez completed his hat-trick 14 minutes from time after he latched onto Usman Dembele's cross and sealed all three points for Ernesto Valverde's side, who remained seven points clear at the top of the table. Sunday's early kickoff was Villarreal against Hatafe at the Estadio de la Ceramica, and the home side only took three minutes to take the lead through Enes Unal after Carlos Bacca's pullback, but Hatafe had multiple chances to get at least a point, including two penalties, both of which were saved by Sergio Asenjo. It's been a while, but Atletico Bilbao finally got back to winning ways with a 2-1 victory over Malaga at the San Mamés, 
But things didn't start well for the Basque club. After going behind, after 13 minutes, as Yusuf El Nesri's snapshot was too quick for Kepa Arezzi Belaga. But four minutes later, Bilbao were level in similar fashion. Across from the right-hand side from Oscar de Marcos was met by skipper Markel Susayeta and called it past Jimenez in the goal. On the brink of half-time, Bilbao were ahead through a bizarre yet stunning Mikel San Jose volley from a corner. In the second half, Malaga were awarded a penalty, which was taken by El Nesri, and Kepa produced a fantastic save. But it turned into quite an afternoon for El Nesri, as he was shown a red card for apparently stamping on Kepa's head, although the Bilbao keeper didn't make too much a deal out of it, and the two players did reconcile before the Moroccan left the field. Valencia were victorious at the Mestala against Real Sociedad. Just past the hour mark, Valencia were ahead through a fairly simple Santimina header, after Tonio found himself in no man's land. Ten minutes into the second half, Sociedad were level through Mikel Oyatzabal. The two Valencia centre-backs seemed a world apart, and Oyatzabal simply had to pick a corner and he duly delivered. But a goalkeeping blunder from Tonio gifted Valencia the victory. After he failed to gather a low cross from the left-hand side, the ball slipped out of his grasp and into the path of Santimina, who had the easiest of tasks to slot the ball into an empty net. It was an absolute goal fest at the Ramon Sanchez Pizjuan between Sevilla and Atletico Madrid as the visitors ran out 5-2 victors. Sevilla were playing with fire at the back and Diego Costa stole the ball and had an easy finish and Madrid took the lead after 30 minutes. On the brink of half-time, Antoine Griezmann showed his class as he evaded a couple of tackles and thundered the ball into the top corner past a helpless stretched Sergio Rico. Five minutes into the second half, Griezmann added another to his tally from the penalty spot after Diego Costa was brought down by Sergio Rico. Just past the hour mark, Madrid made it four. Gabriel Mercado's dodgy back pass was intercepted by Griezmann, who unselfishly squared the ball for Koke, who finished confidently. And after 81 minutes, Griezmann had his hat-trick, and it was a typical poacher's goal after Sao Niguez's pullback into the penalty area, which was comfortably finished by the Frenchman. The hosts did get on the score sheet to make the scoreline slightly more respectable. Firstly, a Pablo Sarabia finish from a pullback, and then a near-post finish from Nolito in the left-hand side of the box. Real Betis's surprising season is still going well, and they picked up another three points against Levante at the Estadio Ciutat de Valencia. Betis were dominant throughout the first half with multiple chances, but it was just before the hour mark when they took the lead thanks to a Kemmer Rodriguez own goal from a corner, and then 10 minutes, from, 10 minutes later, Betis doubled their lead through a confident Sergio Leone near-post finish. And a couple of midweek games started with Real Madrid, who haven't had the best season ever, it has to be said, and it was another low yesterday as they were beaten with the last kick of the game against Espanyol at the RCDE Stadium. Gareth Bale had the best chance of the game for Los Blancos as his header was well saved by Diego Lopez. But as Madrid pushed for the win by sending Sergio Ramos to attack, they were outnumbered and countered and Gerard Moreno's half volley took a light deflection off Rafael Varane and fooled Kilo Navas and found its way into the back of the net. Girona picked up all three points against Celta Vigo and their goal came from a well-worked corner routine and was finished by Porto as the ball appeared to go through Ruben Blanco. <clears throat> and now it's on to the news. And we begin with some Champions League news. Um, Neymar um, was injured in the French El Clasico uh, between PSG and Marseille this weekend. And he could be out of the 
Real Madrid clash, suspected broken metatarsal. If you're not into that sort of biology, that's the toe sort of area. Um, so that's a sort of a two-month injury. So it's highly um, likely that he won't feature, mm. but that's a huge miss for PSG. I mean, even with Neymar on the pitch, it's still a huge task, and without him... Yeah, I think uh, with his injury, it's just stepped up their uh, pressure of trying to at least score two goals I think they need to qualify without Real Madrid scoring, so... It's going to be a huge loss for them. Um, I think, I mean, I saw the injury. I didn't watch the game, but I've since seen the injury. And at first, I wasn't too sure with what it was. It just looked like he'd rolled his ankle or something. But uh, when he seemed to be, or when he was crying and then had to get stretched off, it obviously it turned out to be a lot worse. So uh, that's a massive blow for PSG, uh, considering it's going to be a time when they need him most, uh, considering he's... one of the biggest players this season. But at the same time, um, in the games that PSG have played this season without him, they've still done all right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, they still do have Ang Di Maria in their uh, books, so he can just easily come in and fill that spot. So it's not like a, they haven't got anyone there. They've still yeah. got a big name. No, they do have um, a good squad depth. Mm. Um, Mbappe as well yes. will be there. Um, now, something that's been frustrating me uh, since the day it happened was um, Atletico Madrid letting go of two two decent players, you could yeah. say. Um, Premier League standard players, I'd say. Um, Yannick Ferreira Carrasco mm-hmm. and um, Nicolas Gaitan have both moved to the Chinese Super League. Yes, uh, so they have joined uh, Dalian Yifang uh, in deals. Uh, Carrasco is reported to be around 30 million euros with uh, Gaitan 18 million euros. Uh, not a lot is known about this uh, Dalian Yifang. They're only eight years old. They uh, last season they got promoted from uh, the Chinese League One, and uh, in the coming season they'll be playing in the Chinese Super League. Um, it's a strange move for the pair of them to leave. Uh, I mean, I could understand Carrasco leaving because of him wanting to up his chances uh, for getting into the World Cup squad with Belgium, but Gaetan, uh, I'm not too sure about that one. I would have said the opposite. I don't. I don't understand Gaitan moving because. Mm. Uh, how old Gaitan now? Uh, he's late. He's thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't so too sure where he's twenty nine thirty. So, 30. so Gaitan, bit more understandable. Yes. But with Carrasco, I think Carrasco is around twenty four. Yeah, he is twenty four. So you know, I think. I mean, I can only imagine you know what the contract must be looking like in terms of the zeros in that in yeah, that wage. Yeah, definitely. But. From a footballing point of view, I don't think it's um, the best move for him because no. cause you're not going to be as sharp um, when you move there because the oppo- you're, you're not trying as much. Yeah, and the quality of opponents is definitely 10 times worse than anything mm. he's ever played against before. I mean, it, it was against Real, was it against Real Madrid in the Champions League final? Where he, did he score against Real Madrid? Was it uh, a couple of seasons ago? Yes, he did. He was yeah. on the score sheet then. Yeah, that was, um, he's definitely a good player, but I feel like he could come into like a, as they say, the top six in the Premier League. I think an Arsenal, yeah, would, de- would definitely an Arsenal, yeah. Tottenham, maybe 
Liverpool potentially Maybe. he could have yeah. fit in. But um, with this move, is I feel it's going to be he'll be there for a year or two, and then he'll move yeah. over to like one of the Portuguese leagues or even back to Belgium because yeah, could could be. A I mean, Gaetan, I could see staying there for a couple of years because of his age. Mm. I uh, think his his footballing days, you uh, know, his Benfica yeah. days, and his best days are behind him now. Yeah, exactly. Um, a bit of a strange one, um, Semedo, um, the Villarreal one. Yes. Um, uh, so what we know about, or what I can say about this, uh, is that uh, Villarreal has suspended Ruben Semedo and taken him off his payroll. Uh, and this was after he was charged with offences including attempted murder and he's currently being held in custody without bail. So his uh, trial was last Thursday and it was uh, on Friday where Villarreal had announced it. Uh, um, I don't even know what to say about this story. It's a bit of a strange one. I, yeah. I, I looked at it and I thought, mm, you know. I mean, so... The charges include robbery and illegal possessions of weapons. So it's just like, I mean, you're a professional footballer. You shouldn't be getting into this type of stuff. And then... Not even just, like, no one should be getting into this sort of stuff, well, yeah, let, let alone a professional footballer. And then there was the Sporting Lisbon player that uh, got sent off uh, during the... Uh, I think it was at the weekend for uh, showing his support for Samedo, like he'd mm. scored and then took off. Uh, Jelson Martinez. Oh, OK. Fellow so, countryman. Yeah. Uh, so he got, took off his shirt in stoppage time and showed a message saying, like, uh, I think it roughly translates to, like, uh, saying, like, I have faith in you, blah blah RS35, which obviously was his uh, number. But now that means he's going to miss... Uh, Sporting Lisbon's next game, which is against uh, Porto. Wow! Well, so, so, of all the games to be suspended for, it's absolutely it's possibly crazy. the worst one. Yeah. Um, esports um, just had um, a FIFA tournament in Barcelona a couple of weeks ago. Actually, mm. um, Barcelona themselves have decided to become a part of that. Yes. So. Uh, not just Barcelona, uh, La Liga on a whole, uh, they have decided to launch a campaign called It's Not Football, It's La Liga. Um, basically, it's going to be a eSports tournament. It's quite similar to uh, FIFA. It's going to start in Spain and over the coming months and uh, spreading internationally afterwards. And on top of that, uh, Barcelona are also taking their steps into the eSports world. Uh, they've announced that they're going to be competing in a Pro Evolution soccer competition, which is organised by eFootball.pro and the games developers Konami. Obviously, Barcelona are the cover team for this year's Pro Evolution yeah. soccer. So uh, the reason why Barcelona are participating in this is because uh, defender Gerard Piquet is the founder and president of eFootball.pro, so obviously that makes sense for them joining in the tournament and obviously like you said um, the, yeah, there was the FIFA tournament the other week where the winner won 156 grand for his win wow. so that's a lot of money I wouldn't mind winning that yeah um, next up um, the club president for Atletico Madrid has confirmed himself 
that Oblak um, has signed a contract extension. Mm. Um, that's good news for for Atletico Madrid um, yeah, on the up. Um, definitely, considering uh, he, there's talk, there was talk of him uh, potentially going to uh, Liverpool and uh, Chelsea over the summer and PSG and as PSG, well. yeah, because obviously uh, Liverpool are wanting a backup, uh, a new keeper because mm-hmm. of the faith in Carrius yeah. and Mignolet. Mignolet, thank you. Uh, Chelsea were interested in him because of Courtois potentially going to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. which we've talked about in previous uh, episodes of the podcast, and. Uh, PSG wanted him because I'm not too sure why PSG actually wanted him. Well, I don't think Ariola is the best keeper. For no. he he makes he's made good saves, but I don't think he's world class. Yeah. Yet, anyway, young mm. potential, but definitely. I mean, not he's quite there. Twenty five. But yeah, in terms of uh, staying at Atletico Madrid, it's really good news for them. And uh, like I said, I think it was the first episode we did. Um, when they announced the uh, new signing of, uh, or not new signing, but the contract extension for Vesayko as well. Mm. Uh, again, it's building into Simeone's little future, t- future plan of trying to build a team that can uh, win the league mm-hmm. or even get closer to Barcelona than what they currently are. Yeah, so um, Samir Nasri was on the brink of a move to Las Palmas. Yes. Um, so that they could replace Jonathan Vieira, who's gone to the Chinese, who's going to the Chinese Super League. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has been hit with a um, six-month ban by UEFA yes. for improper treatment. Um, so he claims, um, well, it's claimed that he went to have an immunity IV drip, which keeps um, players hydrated, uh, mm-hmm. top condition. But the treatment he received at the clinic fell foul of UEFA's anti-doping regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, the punishment was initially two years, but judgment reduced it um, when it was presented. So it, it seems weird that he's getting banned for something that's initially not his fault. You could say uh, it kind of. It's kind of not his fault, but at the same time, it is because obviously he went there to get the treatment. So he's obviously in acknowledgement of him going there. But uh, yeah, it's a little strange that it's came about now the ban considering like at the time considering he was meant to be obviously a free agent so he could mm-hmm. sign for a club uh, obviously outside the transfer window so I think the timing by the uh, UEFA was quite bad considering he was just about to join Las Palmas as you said so because the visit to the drip doctors as it says here was back in 2016 exactly so, so I mean that's two years ago so or nearly two years ago I don't know when the exact date yeah. was but uh, yeah I mean they could have put in a ban over that time whether they had uh, like a court case going on and that's mm-hmm. why it's taken so long but it's a little strange that uh, it's happened now considering like the time of him just going uh, or allegedly about to sign for Las Palmas whether it would have happened uh, he would have got the six month ban if he wasn't signing for them, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Valencia have signed someone, but it's not a player. Mm-hmm. It's Pablo Longoria, and he was head of scouting at Juventus. Yes. Um, Valencia have... They've had good players in the past, scouted, come mm. to them. Um, names from the top of my head include the likes of João Cancelo, for example. Yes. Um, but pa- head of scouting at Juventus, that's... That's got to be a huge boost to them, considering some 
some of the players that you know Longoria could have assigned for Juventus his scouts um, well, yeah. in the past. I mean, what I've always admired about Juventus is the way they do scout players, whether it's players coming towards their end of the contracts, uh, so they can sign them at on. They always agents. seem to sign players cheap. Like, it's considering some teams are paying you know hundreds and hundreds of millions. Yeah, I mean, but they they signed Matuidi during the summer for, for twenty million, something like that. Yeah, I think it was tw- about twenty million. If even if that, but I've noticed over the last couple of years, Juventus have done that really well. So, if he can bring this into Valencia, then that can work really well for them over the next couple of years. And yeah. uh, signing whether it's young prospects or even proven players mm-hmm. that can help boost their side, then it's just good news all around for Valencia. That is definitely. Yeah. Um, so another player who's uh, Maro Icardi. Um, apparently he he the Inter Milan chiefs are unsure whether he will sign the new contract. Mm-hmm. Reports say that he's already signed a deal with Madrid. Medical has been done, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et um, if it's to be if it is to be believed, mm-hmm. do we think he'll be a success? Uh, if this season is anything to go by, considering how well he's done, then yes, he will be a success at Madrid. But I mean, it's all about the move where. Like no offense to the Italian league, but I feel like it's way below the quality of the Spanish league. So it's going to be harder for him to integrate if the move does happen. But uh, yeah, it would be a good uh, move all round for Icardi. But I think that would mean the end of uh, Karen Benzema's time mm-hmm. at, at uh, Madrid, because obviously it'd be like a like for like replacement. Yeah. So, but maybe even a swap. Yeah, so I mean, t- it's been talked about in the last two windows. From mm. what I know, it was talked about in the summer, and again, uh, even throughout the months leading up to the winter window, it was talked about that he was having a medical. It's all agreed, but obviously nothing came off. So, who knows whether it will uh, come off in this summer? Mm. Um, Atletico Madrid and Sevilla want Hazard, mm-hmm. but it might not be the one you're thinking about. Um, it's Storgan. Hazard, yes. who's currently at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yes, um, yes, yes, indeed. I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, it's it's a kind of a surprising move, uh, considering. I'm not saying he's bad, a bad player, but I don't know whether he would fit into Simeone's Simeone squad uh, with how they play. But, I mean, he's definitely a good player. Whether he would fit in at Sevilla, again, I'm not too sure whether he would do. But, uh, yeah, it'd be a very interesting move if he was to move to either one of those two sides. Um, and then, finally, uh, Liverpool um, interested in... Well, they, they're they inquiring about Real Madrid midfielder Danny Ceballos. Mm. Um, Ceballos is a player I've... I admired last season yeah. when he was at, um, I think it was uh, Betis last season uh, um, on loan. Yes, he was at Betis. Um, yeah, I think he's a really dynamic midfielder. Mm. Um, Liverpool could do with a little bit of energy in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, no offence to Liverpool fans, but when you have Henderson passing backwards and sideways, yeah. um, someone who passes forward is um, someone who they would really like. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, um, Ceballos. It's a shame that it hasn't worked out for him uh, so far uh, at Real Madrid. But I think when you've got Tony Cruz and Luka Modric in your midfield, it's always going to be impossible to get uh, into the start at mm. 11 because it's always going to be hard. Uh, from what I know about the deal, potentially it could um, happen in the summer if uh, Florentino Perez uh, allowing him to leave. So not too, I'm sh- uh, not too sure what the fee would be. Can so they uh, Real Madrid signed him for about 17 million euros mm. in the, the summer. So. I think would it be roughly the same as that, or uh, it might actually be more. Uh, but it's gonna be that was one that was talked about a lot in the uh, January window as well mm-hmm. of him moving. So, well, no, I'm just reading here. It could be thirty-two million pounds. Wow, for a twenty-one-year-old who's barely played mm. at Real Madrid. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yes, that would be one that uh, is definitely to keep an eye out over the coming months and yeah. heading into the uh, summer transfer window. No, definitely. And um, we end on some rather sad news that um, Enrique Castro, known as Kinney, suffered a heart attack on Tuesday. Um, La Liga enthusiasts will remember that he played for Sporting Gijón between 1968 and 1980. Uh, he made 400 appearances for them and he also played for Barcelona where he won five league titles and won the Pachichi Award five times. Um, he represented Spain in the World Cup in 1978 and 1982 and he was nicknamed um, the Wizard. Um, but um, we wish him, well, we wish, we send our thoughts to um, his family and everyone at um, La Liga News UK as well. We would like to send his thought, our thoughts uh, collectively. Yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, we're going to end things off with our predictions, and we have two match days to predict because we have games today, tomorrow, and also this weekend. So, um, in the predictor league table, I seem to be having a sort of resurgence. Yeah. I made, I think I was eleventh at the big st- start of the weekend, and I now find myself fifth or something like that. Uh, yeah, you definitely uh, moved up. Uh, I've gone down in the uh, league actually uh, I think I was sick for something at the start and now I'm down to 8th but I mean it's quite close between uh, the lot of us so yeah it's. De- I mean with this week's midweek fixtures and the weekends it's certainly a chance to get a move on Definitely. the table. So let's get on with the predictions um, today um, Malaga against Sevilla I'm going to go 2-0 Sevilla uh, I'm going to go with 2-1 Sevilla. Okay, so both Sevilla victories. Mm-hmm. Um, Hetafe Deportivo. I'm going to go 1-0 Hetafe. A tight one. Um, I'm going to go with the 0-0 draw there. I can't see either side scoring. Okay. Uh, Bilbao Valencia. I'm going to go... 2-1 Valencia, as much as it breaks my heart. I'm going to agree with you there. I think Valencia are just too strong for uh, Bilbao, and uh, they should get the victory. Yep. Um, A-bar against Villarreal. Um, tough one to call, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 A-bar victory. 
That is a very strong call, considering how well Villarreal are doing this season. But at the same time, Abar are doing well at home, so I'm going to go with the 2-2 draw. 2-2, oh, good one. Um, and then the late game, well, the the last game of tonight will be Atletico Madrid-Leganes. Mm-hmm. Um, following the 5-2 victory against Sevilla, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go Gutsy, and I'm going to go with a 4-0 victory for Madrid. I'm going to go with... Uh, Atletico... Um, I'm going to go with 3-1. Um, and then tomorrow's games, Betis against Sociedad. Uh, Betis have been the surprise package this season, and I'm going for them to keep that going 2-0. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Um... Las Palmas against Barcelona. Um, easy. I think it'll be easy for Barcelona. But Palmas have been horrible this season. Yeah, they have. Um, I'm going to go with a 5-0 victory for Barcelona. I'm going to go one less and go uh, 4-0 Barcelona. And then finally for match day 26, um, Alaves against Levante. Uh, this has a 1-0 home victory written all over it, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's going to be a draw, actually, I think. It's going to be a very interesting game, and yeah, I think it'll be a one-all draw. Um, and then match day 27, there aren't any games on Friday, so the action begins on the Saturday um, mm-hmm. with Villarreal against Girona, and I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Villarreal victory. You know what, I was thinking the exact same. I think that's going to be another good clash. Uh, Villarreal seem to be involved in some exciting ties over the next uh, two games to, mm. uh, tonight. Or tomorrow, should I say? I can't think when they're playing, and this weekend. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go with two-one Villarreal as well. And then Sevilla against Bilbao. Um, I'm going to go for a two-one victory for Sevilla. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-nil victory for Sevilla. I think it's going to be closely fought between the two sides. Um, Deportivo Abar. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go nil nil. I'm gonna go with a bar to win one nil. Um, Leganes Malaga. Um, one nil Leganes. I keep pronouncing Leganes Leganes. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a one nil again. I can't see many goals in that game considering a Malaga have been absolutely diabolical this season and Leganes they're not I mean they're, they're not really lighting up La Liga are they're they they're okay they're, I mean they're not really struggling for survival but at the same time they're not doing anything else no. they're just there so I think uh, it's going to be a 1-0 Leganes win um, Real Madrid against Hetafe. I'm going to go with a 3-0 Real Madrid victory uh, I'm going to go with 4-1 Real Madrid. Um, Levante Espanyol. On Sunday, that is now. Yeah, 11am. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a 1-0 Espanyol victory. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Espanyol on that one. Um, now, we've got a good game here. <laughs> Barcelona <laughs> against Atletico Madrid. Wow. Um, this is the title. This is des- the game. This is the title decider. I yeah. think if Barcelona win it, that's it. Title's over. Um, hand them the trophy but if Atletico win it that cuts the points down to 
think possibly three or four. Because mm. um, obviously they yeah. play uh, tonight or tomorrow, respectively. So it could either be uh, 11 points cut down back down to seven. Mm-hmm. No, 10 points cut, cut back down to seven, should I say. Or uh, stay at seven. So, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game to see. Um, yeah, but for this... For the sake of entertainment, I'm going to go uh, two. No, I'm going to go three two Madrid. Why not? What I don't understand is why is he at quarter past three UK time? This is obviously yes. I, I thought what it would be. It? I thought it would be the later game because the late games are televised. Yeah. Because actually, they're all televised. I think um, the majority of them. Um, quarter past three on us. Sunday, that's strange. But um, anyway, with my prediction, I'm going to go with a 3-2 Barcelona win. Okay. Um, then, Sociedad against Alaves. Um, it's a shame we couldn't end on Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, because that would have been the, the thriller. Mm. Um, but uh, Sociedad, Alaves, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Sociedad victory. I think this one's got 0-0 written all over it, to be fair. Yeah. Um Valencia Betis. Um, this is going to be a good game as well. I'm going to go with a a narrow two-one Betis victory. Two Betis victory. Yeah, interesting. Con- continue the surprise season. I'm going to go with a two-one Valencia win. I think uh, they're going to Valencia are going to just just be that too strong for Betis at the Mestalla. And end things off. Celta Vigo against Las Palmas. Um, 3-1 Vigo, comfortable victory for them at I'm, home. I'm going to go 3-0 Vigo. I think it's just going to be far too easy for them. Yeah. Um, right, well, that's it for this week. Um, it's been a great show, great talking points. Um, we've loved it. I mm-hmm. hope you enjoy. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. Yes. Um, next week, uh, we'll be handing over to our, our co-presenters. Um, that's weather-dependent, obviously. Because yeah. they might not be able weather to dependent get. because there's snow up mm-hmm. there too, um, but no, we've enjoyed it. Yes, from definitely. me, it's goodbye, and from me, goodbye. And also, don't forget, you can check us out on Twitter at La Liga News uh, UK. We're also on Facebook. You can find the podcast either on the La Liga News UK website by click following the clicking podcast, and then you'll find all the previous episodes there and we are also now on youtube so if you just want to have a listen to it on there again just search la liga uh, news uk and you will find the previous episodes on uh, youtube as well okay well thank you very much and we shall see you in a couple of weeks or maybe even next week who knows but thank you it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me (laughs) 